Johnsonville sausage strips are strips of sausage that look and cook like bacon. They come in amazing flavors like original, maple, or chorizo. Now you can transform your BLT into an SLT or turn your bacon cheeseburger into a chorizo cheeseburger. It's not bacon. It's Johnsonville sausage strips. And it's a meaty miracle. Find it by the bacon, even though it's sausage. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties being brought to film and television. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Well, hello. There you go. And today, well, for this episode, we decided, you know, there were a lot of questions floating around about Batman vs. Superman. A lot of people who don't get or had real questions about this this movie. Um, I thought it would be fun if we did just did a little bonus extra episode, you know, uh, answering questions for Batman vs. Superman for the people who didn't quite, you know, catch some things. I don't know. Uh, Jason, I put Jason in charge of, of putting together the questions. I haven't seen these questions. He's just going to kind of lob them at me. Um, Aha! and <laughs> hopefully I'll remember, uh, what the hell happened in the movie. Cause I haven't seen it <laughs> since opening weekend. I really want to go back. Don't take that as me not wanting to go see it again. Cause I'm just a busy dude. We do reviews for all this stuff, man, all the TV stuff. So anyway, um, I guess I will hand it over to Jason. And we can have some fun, and uh, feel free to, to tweet us at DC on screen, um, or write to us on Facebook at DC on screen, and uh, tell us how we screwed up, or how we helped, or whatever, because we're just going to have fun this episode. Pretty much anything. Just tell us anything, as usual. Um, yeah. What it, what it did, there I don't want to know about your cold source. I don't want to know about your cold source. Yeah, we, we aren't actually available for medical advice. But if it's DC-related anything, we, we can help with that. Um, right, absolutely. Unless we're talking about like a direct current third degree burn or something, then you're just misinterpreting us, and and we can't help it again. What we I am tr- not WebMD. <laughs> what we tried to do, what I tried to do, to Dave. Um, <laughs> you cannot. Oh, that, this could go anywhere. <laughs> yay! You can't type in the phrase Batman v Superman right now. If you Google it, one of your did you means or one of your like suggested listings is probably going to be problems with questions unanswered questions i had mm-hmm. or just plain fuck this film i i don't know what to do with some of that <laughs> criticism what i tried to do though was grab mm-hmm. some of the stuff that uh and and man there there are to me there are questions that are uh, good questions that continue a dialogue between us the fans and then there are questions that are just what the hell have you never watched a movie before mm-hmm. um dude I, I think it's comic book resources of all people which are normally pretty yeah <sighs> I would call them pretty in the know. And one of their questions on there, like seven unanswered questions from BBS, was like, well, what exactly does LexCorp do? They make things. <laughs> I mean, they, they make... It's 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 like every other freaking... Yeah. It, how many times in a movie have you sat there and watched Something Corp or Something Co or right. Something Tech? And this is the first time you've ever raised the objection of 
what exactly do they do, do other than and I swear I'm oh. I'm paraphrasing, but it's like what do they do other than like play basketball and have free Jolly Ranchers all day? Dude, I'm sorry, internet user 328. From now on, as as of now, from your mandate, what we will do is every time we mention a company in the course of a movie, I, I'm going to stop the film just for you, put up a black screen and a white kind of Star Wars esque scroll of the mission statement of that company. So that you can be better informed. <laughs> I wouldn't want you to get behind while you're watching this film because businesses do things that you don't know about. And you know, by the way, we do know that they have like government contracts for like like defense contracts. Like they they're making they're making shit for the government for the military. Yeah. We know that they build browsers. They make browsers and software. Uh, I know that they make USB ports, but or USB drives like thumb uh, thumb drives because I mean. And they do Wi-Fi. So, I mean, those things, we saw those things at, uh, at Comic-Con. At the very least. So, it's, just, it's, like it's one of those criticisms that... Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, there are many criticisms of this movie. There really are. It's not like... I mean, I, I'm, I refuse to be apologist about this movie. I really do. There are... Mm-hmm. It has its flaws. I'm not, I'm not going over to the I'm sorry about them side. I'm going to stop right before it and say it has its flaws like every other movie you've ever watched. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And there, to me, there are like a lot of people are listing them as pet peeves of the film and little uh-huh. little quibbles and and so on. And for me, one of my quibbles is becoming that people are calling this movie out on stuff that you've never called a movie out on before. It, it, well, I have. Well, I mean, I, I love me. the Avengers, but there's a reason I was upset that there wasn't a director's cut. I'm like, there, no, there's like 30 <laughs> minutes that I'm missing from the Avengers. I love the Avengers there dearly. There were a couple of deleted scenes in that film, but it wasn't. It is like a nine out of ten for me. But I, I'll be damned. Like the way a whole lot of the film disappeared. Like a lot of the day went away when Thor was trying to figure out how to pick up that hammer. A lot of that. I want to know away. why. Like, dealt with a lot more Hulk <laughs> getting to New York, all that. But yeah, like, there was there were there were nitpicks. But what's frustrating me about it, and this is, it's because we're part of the news cycle. I know, I know it's just contemporaneous, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of, we're, we're defending a thing that I don't feel like needs to be defended. So, that uh-huh. being said, I kind of tried to. That being said, we're not doing this episode. <laughs> right. So, it's been fun, guys. Um, enjoy the rest of our casts. We're available everywhere. I, oh, God. Really, man. I, I tried to pick, like, there are things that I that I feel like do and don't continue a good conversation. And I tried to pick questions that I felt like continued a conversation. Sure. If that's a fair enough uh, synopsis of, of what we're going for here. Yeah. And if, I, you know, I trusted you to do that. So if you have anything nitpicky that you just want to write in about hell, bring it. We might agree. We might disagree. Uh-huh. We'll uh-huh. see where it goes. It's all love here. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. find a way. We'll find a way to be friends. But there, there are genuine nitpicks in the movie. It's just, you know, I'm not going sure. out of my way to like, Lay them out right now. There's enough of that. So, would you rather uh, have your first question? I would like to have my first question. Yes. <clears throat> and I'm going to pull. See how much Dave remembers about this movie. Yeah, I'm going to pull. Uh, <laughs> I've got, I've got ten questions here, and eight okay. of them are going to be pulled from a paraphrased version of uh, Nathaniel Muzzy. Um, okay. Wrote us in with about 44 questions. If you want the full dialogue, um, we we've got his giant list of questions, our giant list of responses. And then, God help us, he's got a giant list of responses, but I haven't gotten a chance to go back for it. Like, we, it was, it's a lot, man. We're talking like three or four thousand words, and Facebook isn't equipped for that. Not, not to, uh, yeah, not to pat ourselves on the back, but that's commitment, guys. I don't know what to tell you. We, we basically have essays at this point between us and this guy. And it was a, it was a really (laughs) great conversation. I love the hell out of it, but we just, we ran out of time to keep posting it. And 
that's mm-hmm. that's why you haven't seen more of it. But question number one, Dave. Sure. Lex Luthor hates Superman because. Uh huh. Question mark. Oh, gotcha. Um. Well, he clearly has like it's well he answered it in the movie. He doesn't believe that. I mean, it's the uh, it's the problem of evil, man. It's uh. What was it, Hume? I, I keep right? mentioning it's David Nathaniel right? Hume. I, right. He's okay. literally my favorite yeah. philosopher. So when they mention Problem of Evil by Name, mm-hmm. lights went on in my head. It's mm-hmm. um, a huge call-up for me. Lex clearly doesn't believe in a in an all-good God. Mm-hmm. Like He believes that for evil to exist in the universe, which it clearly does, then God must therefore be in turn evil. He's relating that to Superman. Like He's got his own atheistic issues, but he's relating all of that and putting all of that on Superman. He's also got issues with his father, who was like a god to him and who did unspeakable things to him uh, when he was still alive. So uh, It's yeah. a kind of I like mean, you're, a father figure is in, in a lot of interpretations a kind of primordial mm-hmm. father figure. It, it's mm-hmm. a primordial god figure, I mean. you Right, and... Especially Lex for a little clearly, boy in particular. It depends. Don't get me wrong. This goes all kinds of ways. But for a lot right, of little guys, right. that's the guy that you look up to that mm-hmm. can't do wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, Lex, I mean, he's very, he's, he's super intelligent, but he, this Lex seems to have been, uh, well, I mean, beaten physically and uh, figuratively into into a state of submission. And now that that figure is gone, he's branched out and become somewhat more sociable he like that explains a lot of his behavior in the movie like like i i described it on the uh the break in the panel as he's porcelain wasting away in his own skin right um he's already kind of cracked when we meet him um and he has a real issue with superman like he hates superman for the exact reason or for some of the reasons that batman hates him like he doesn't trust him he doesn't believe that he could be all good i mean you look at i mean even if you look at celebrities you know look at how like oh i like that that girl from the disney channel and then a year later she's like oh no look at her she's on drugs and still influencing my daughter it's sort of like that but on a much more massive 9-11 oh dear god scale right um I think uh, I think fear is a <laughs> formidable uh, reason to to hate Superman. Like you can't, it's hard to get past fear when you're looking at a creature that could do all of the things that Superman can do. Uh, so yeah, I think there there absolutely. should be a, a little buzz at the bottom of your spine just knowing what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, so I mean, I think they they delved into that perfectly. I mean, it's the standard it's the standard Lex Superman issue. But with a new twist because of this Luther Jr. Luthor Jr. that uh, Eisenberg is portraying, I, I dug the hell out of it. But like, I mean, yeah, to uh, me that they added the the father figure uh, take actually added something to me. I, mm-hmm. For me, it helped. But a, they absolutely a lot. they absolutely spelled it out. Lex spelled it out within the context of the movie. I, like like it aside from whether you think what we're just or what Dave just said was headcanon, mm-hmm. in the context of the movie, you've got it. You've got it all right there. And I, you know, I'll even go, I'll go uh, a bridge further, because you might say, well, if he's that, af- if he's that afraid of that much power uh, on Earth, and he wants to destroy it, why would he contact uh, or, you know, <laughs> commune, I guess, with uh, anyone from uh, Apocalypse? Well, <laughs> Lex has an issue where he has to be the smartest man in the room. And once he finds out all about all of that stuff, he's going to have to, like, gain power for himself through any means that he can. And he absolutely is the type of character who would believe himself to be intelligent enough to make a deal with the devil. 
Yeah, like he he would. <laughs> he's the kind of guy that actually thinks he could eat the apple or that he could open Pandora's box, and it'll be okay because he can handle it. Right. I, it, he's he is he's an agent of hubris. It, whereas like some people are agents of other things, like you know Loki, for instance, is always going to be an agent of chaos, agent of hubris. That's mm-hmm. what he is. Yep. It's one of those things you're never going to stop seeing the the side effects of as long as there's a, a Luthor to compete. What? One of my uh, one of my favorite versions of of the Superman uh, story is that the Luthers or the Luthors. Uh, I always say Luthers. I mean Luthors. The Luthors uh, eventually, like they like super like the bleh, eventually the world deals with uh, like gets so evolved that they don't need Superman. So Superman, even though he's still alive, just kind of watches from afar mm-hmm. uh, over the centuries. And up until the point where, you know, we're about to be extinct as a species. And he watches the Luthor uh, the Luthor line change and evolve over the years. And they still remain, like, you know, some of the smartest and greatest of, of, uh, of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and he watches it go from, like, Luthor to, like, Luth78492. And then eventually the line evolves until they're just called l hmm. that's a cute take too i like that <laughs> and the sun goes the sun goes red as it you know will at some point and uh <laughs> kind of right before shit gets really bad for us and you know the last of luthor's line jor L sends his son <laughs> back through time <laughs> yep so anyway <clears throat> because um, that's how good writing works in an else world yeah, I forgot to take a real sports. world. I, I could deal with that in the real world. That could be DC like nine forty eight, and I'd be fine. I really wouldn't mind it, man. No, that's, but anyway, that's a fine back tweet. to questions. Did no, I did I answer that adequately? I, I mean, for me, think? yes, but I, I got to admit, like I'm not going to be the person to ask. Me and you're on the same page with this film, so absolutely. Um, so. I I'll just say I felt like it was uh, fully addressed. Number two, okay. sure. um, is Wonder Woman only in town because she thinks Lex has a photo of her? Why does she care if people know she's Wonder Woman? <laughs> oh man, I think I thought it was just that she didn't want uh, there to be any proof that she was that old. She she had like because based on like everything the the writers have said, and I I imagine we're going to get more into this in Wonder Woman. Um, God, if we don't, I, something went very wrong, right? Right. Um, based on everything the filmmakers have said, um, she's kind of done her time and she's retired. She's gone away from man's world. She doesn't want anyone to seek her out or to know who she is. Um, and she says as much in the last few minutes of this film. Yeah. But I really dug that she was, uh, she was kind of a secret spy because like in the late sixties and like 68 or whatever, 68, 69, um, they took away Wonder Woman's powers in the comics and basically just made her a female James Bond. Like she learned martial arts and she was like a secret spy running around. I really kind of dug that. I dug that they let that, like push that part back into her character as opposed to her just relying on her powers all the time. Now, uh, you know, I, well, there is, there's a better take on this. No, I mean, she's, she's a warrior format, but it, her naivety is, is a a downside sometimes. So her actually having these, Mm -hmm. uh, clandestine skill sets that's a Mm -hmm. nice uh, that's a nice addition to me it is like i felt like if they were you know they were i honestly like i felt like that storyline was less about like i thought it had kind of a thin a thin reasoning behind what she was doing even though it makes sense it can make sense if you think about it well if but if um, i can rephrase that it it's not necessarily thin it's it's it only gives you as much as you asked for 
She's there. She gets to the point, but they don't demand yeah. that you know why she's there. Like the film doesn't mm-hmm. ask you to bite off more than it, it gave you to chew. Right. And um, she's there to. It's not like she's there to. This is another well, comment I saw online. Like, why does she just want like a copy of a digital photo of her? She doesn't want a copy of a digital photo of her. It's not, she. She understands how digital photos right. work. The woman understands she enough want, to like bag right. check her her lasso of truth. It's not that she even wants it. She just wants Lex to not have it. It at the very least, I think she wanted to know who had that. Uh, it, it seemed like what drew her to this particular mm-hmm. set of circumstances was that she was aware that someone was investigating her. And mm-hmm. she, in turn, went to go investigate them. Um, she kind of she, she was, says as much at the end of the film that she wants to. She retired from Man's World. She's already like stated that. Mm-hmm. So she intended mm-hmm. to retire from Man's World. I guess after like nineteen eighteen, uh, she says it's about a hundred years. <laughs> so I guess right. kind of right after WW one here. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, she she bails. She bails on us. She's out, and she doesn't really intend to return. For me. All of that was inserted in the film. She doesn't actually... It's not about who has what and digital copies of blah, blah, blah. It's simply that she has retired. Someone is looking into her. And she's taking care of the person looking into her. Because she's not through being mm-hmm. retired yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, we don't know that that was her only reasoning. She was purposefully very short with Bruce when explaining her herself. So Yeah. And that was fine. It just... Like somebody like Bruce, I, I think she maybe thought like at the first party she thought it was cute almost that he was on the same page as her because come on, it, mm-hmm. like it, as far as she's concerned he's just immortal, <laughs> whatever. Or just a man. He just just a dude. It, she's you know how those Amazonians are. <laughs> <laughs> they um like it it just another person in this giant pantheon of people that she's run across whatever right. she's not particularly interested in bruce freaking wayne um mm-hmm. so yeah she runs across him at the first party and it's no big deal and by the mm-hmm. time she runs across him later when he sends her this this kind of a uh, surreptitious message message about hey you know boys can share too then mm-hmm. she's finally interested in him a little bit like he's finally shown something new to her i that worked for me, but her just wanting to be out of it for the sake of being out of it—that's a fine motivation intrinsically. I don't need anything else. And then when she actually yeah. sees, like, okay, all right, this Superman guy, and I guess this Batman dude, whatever. This guy, this Doomsday Cat's going to kill a lot of people. I guess I'm going to go ahead and maybe take another flight. Mm-hmm. She comes back. Yeah, that works for me. Yeah, yeah, I was down with it. I don't know, and you know, I hey, look. We actually a lot of our responses thing. end with "I was down with it." I don't know. Yeah, like so, look, man, I was more down with it than I was with you know the freaking Avengers hiding a top secret thumb drive in a candy machine in a hospital. <laughs> I mean, I still love the hell out of that movie, right? <laughs> kind of seems like you know, I don't know, tape it underneath the the candy machine, tape it behind the candy machine. Might have been done. Better. Whatever. What ifs? Um, anyway. <laughs> All right, you want you want number three? Sure. And three sure. is going to be a mirrored question, where I'm going to give you oh. pretty much the inverse of it for number four. Okay. So, um, would Batman and Superman still have fought had Lex done nothing? Mm, well, that's hard to say because it's difficult to say just how much Lex Luthor was behind in the movie. Like, clearly he didn't cause... The, uh, the heat rays, the heat vision to destroy Wayne, Wayne Financial. Mm-hmm. He didn't cause Superman and Zod to uh, fight in the first place. So I would say probably yes, because, I mean, you know, you saw that look in, in Bruce's eyes. 
But, you know, I, honestly, I think Wayne would have, uh, I think Bruce probably would have found a way to get his hands on that kryptonite anyway. <laughs> he just would have. I, like, I... If Lex had done nothing, Wayne would have probably been the one hiring those kids to run around and, <laughs> I mean, or he would have just gone to the Indian or Indian Ocean and just grabbed it himself. Yeah, right. right. I, um, let me put it this way. I, I, I say the inverse because the other side of this question is, and the one's more general and the one and uh, the second's more specific. Because um, mm-hmm. I've seen a, a whole set of criticisms that say like, well, psh, ah, they would have never. Uh, when they were, weren't they going to fight anyway? And, and unless Lex intervened, well, no. Like Lex stoked the fires, he stoked the flames. We like without all those notes from uh, Scoot McNary's character, whose name I mm-hmm. have trouble remembering. I'm sorry. Scoot McNary's a lot more uh, memorable than the name of that. Actually, sadly, scarily, Wallace Keith. Wallace Keith. Thank you, sir. Um, I don't know why I know that. I don't know why I remember. Don't that. care. Wallace Keith. As long as it's long as it's right, I'm good to go. What good. <laughs> but so it like all the the notes from Wallace Keith the like haha died I be it, you know you, your family died all that which which seemed so provocative that when the trailers came out we thought that was a Joker taunt like taunt we, mm-hmm. we, that that was that provocative um, right all those things that Bruce Wayne didn't have access to and I've seen I've even seen people balk about like why didn't Bruce Wayne know this dude he's the CEO of a company you you delegate. You don't know about things unless they get up to you. Like clearly, he has a subordinate especially, that he has to actually deal with later because he damn well should have known about that. But especially if you're Batman, right? Just, you know. Like CEO of a company is your side job. Um, mm-hmm. It's your like avocation. It, it anyway. So I think for him, absolutely not. Uh, Bruce Wayne doesn't come to the fight to like the climactic what is it like the hour 45 mark or something in this movie mm-hmm. he doesn't get there <laughs> whatever it is right um he doesn't get to that you know the rooftop and the, the gcpd rooftop and all the, the the light and everything he doesn't get to the main battle without lex pushing the envelope with him or without him instigating i feel mm-hmm. like that's clear and even you know letting him know about the kryptonite and all that like Mm-hmm. Bruce is a detective. He's a damn good detective, but he's a limited resource detective like every other damn human on the planet. Like, he's... We may not necessarily get bat Bart out of this. We're going to get the master strategist, but we're not going to get the guy who knows every damn thing in a preternatural kind of manner. We may not be getting that, and I can deal with that. But on, on the other well, the side... Reason, go ahead. I was going to say, the reason I say yes, he does absolutely fight him still uh-huh. is because there was... Well, we've had so many other 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 iterations <laughs> of Batman iterations. fighting Superman. Yeah, of Batman fighting Superman for various reasons um, that Lex Luthor had absolutely nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, honestly, you know, if I had written this movie, I I would have had you know Superman kind of be a government lackey to prove his to prove to prove who he's really for uh, to sate the government, and they send him after Batman. It, and That's honestly, would it would have worked. It would have worked. You could have re- rewritten Holly Hunter's mm-hmm. entire stance on that she's the the minority of of this uh, mm-hmm. house. Like she, that could have worked. It, it absolutely could have mm-hmm. worked. Mm-hmm. I'm okay and with it the way, the way they Wonder did. Woman and everything else in there. Yeah, but, no. yeah. I am too. I am too. I you know my own you know. And that being said, Superman fighting Batman. Like Superman is still. He's still. This is a young Superman. He's still trying to figure out what being Superman means, and right. he doesn't. The reason he can't, which is why I would have been okay with him going the government, the government route. Yeah, because it would kind of, it would assign him a purpose that he could 
feel good about mm-hmm. outside of his own mind. Because let's face it, I, yeah. <laughs> look, everyone fights an individual battle. Just in your own head, sometimes you have to you have to know when you're right about something. And it's nice mm-hmm. to have you know good friends and a support structure to tell you when you're right about something to to reiterate it to you. But somebody like Superman doesn't have even that. They just don't. Mm-hmm. They're, they're playing blind. They're absolutely in a in, in a foreign world that none of us can completely relate to. So for right. him, like and if he went to the government and they validated him, I would I would buy that. But in this film, when yeah. he when he doesn't necessarily do that, that's not the path we go through. If he's looking for validation, he's trying to find his own path. He's trying to figure out what it means to to wear that S, that symbol of hope for him. Um, right. To me, when he's trying to figure all that out, and he just sees this bat vigilante that's kind of brutal and really, really dark. And again, getting back to Lex, he's instigating. Like Lex is instigating Clark Kent because he knows who the hell he is the entire time. Apparently, um, mm-hmm. which makes sense to me. I can totally it buy makes that. sense that I've got no problem with yeah. that. Um, but he's instigating Clark Kent with the like judge, jury, executioner, Polaroids. Mm-hmm. All of that makes sense, and all of that makes sense to why they ever got on, why they were ever so far on 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 a different page. None of that is a problem, for right? Me. Yeah. That being said, the end. Go ahead. I was, I, yeah, I absolutely think that though Batman would have, would have found a way to, uh, he would have fought. I, I think I think he would have fought uh, fought him, fought him anyway. God, what's wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, I think he would have found a way. Yeah, I think he was. Uh, I think Lex is just that type of character who is like he wanted a thing to happen, so he didn't want to leave it a chance. He was going to make sure it happened. Um, and like within the context of of this universe, I don't necessarily think they would have fought. I think it's at least an outside chance, but Lex does not leave things up to outside chance. So no, would they doesn't. definitely have no? And more importantly, would it be true to the character of Lex in this movie to have him not? absolutely certify that outcome and that's absolutely freaking not like it, there's no version of this where he doesn't try to ensure the the thing he wants that being said i know they fight for a lot of reasons but none of them were addressed in this particular film so that's what you're left with mm-hmm. so the in, okay. the inverse what of that next? question though the the more specific version was <laughs> all right the the general version was wouldn't they have fought anyway and then the the inverse of the question was like why did they fight once they get to the specific altercation. So, would you like to, to proffer anything on that? Um, well, why did they fight in this instance? I mean, Batman said it over and over again throughout the film. Uh, you know, And he doesn't even say, you know, Superman's a bad dude, clearly. He never says that. He says uh, to Alfred, if there's a 1% chance that he could be our enemy or turn into our enemy, we have to destroy him. Bruce is operating from, he's pretty much completely operating from a standpoint of fear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so somewhat justifiable fear. Yeah, but. that's pretty much why they're fighting. I mean, when they actually fight in the movie, like Clark is over that shit. Like he doesn't want to even do it anymore. He's just like, Luke, I need your help. He's not even like briefly. And now I, you know, I don't know. Outright state that they honestly did not outright state that people were getting killed in prison because of Lex. Lex, you know, I've heard some people say well, Lex Luthor was probably paying. Uh, people inside the prison to kill the people with the bat brand. No, and I, I think like Batman the theory. Was, I do like the theory. It's an interesting theory, but at the same time, I like it better that Batman is specifically because they do say this specifically. Batman is branding pedophiles and sex traffickers, and those people do not get a whole lot of 
happy treatments in in prison. Like they're that is, they're pretty much murdered in prison. That is so, a true thing, though. Yeah, um, I kind of like treated that. kindly on the inside. And you know whether I don't, I don't know if you know Lex may have sent Batman a thing saying like, "Hey, you should brand." You know, I don't know if he's subliminally influencing Batman to brand pedophiles, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's what you know sends Clark. You know on a mission to stop Batman. That's why I know the reason I say that, you know, I think they would have fought anyway. Cause like Superman shows up and he's like, okay, next time you go to your signal, you're blah, blah, blah. You don't show mm-hmm. up. The bat is dead. Like, I think Clark actually has a problem as Clark does in the comics. And in the animated series at the, at the onset, he has an issue with Bruce's methods and uh, with his crime fighting methods. He mm-hmm. absolutely has an issue with how brutal Batman can be. And look, this, this movie didn't invent the wheel here. Batman breaks collarbones, leaves people in puddles of water to drown <laughs> while they're knocked out. Batman is not, he's not the saint that you've all built him up to be unless his, you know, name is really Adam West. And even then go back and look at that Adam West movie. He kills some people. Um, it really accidentally, like- accidentally. And then like, he does it a couple more times to prove the point. And Robin's like, you mean they're not coming back? And he's like, no, Robin, they're not. Yeah, yeah, no, no it's no. It, yeah. Uh, um, for all that not being able to find a place to throw a bomb, buddy, you sure did take out some people. Anyway, right? Let's let's not. That marching you know. band's fine, but these guys. right? Yeah, that those ducks were okay, but if you're wearing a if you're if you're wearing a beanie and some gloves because you're a you're a lackey of the penguin, well, I'm sorry, buddy. It's didn't work Long. out well. Didn't work out well for you. Um, so yeah, I think they were going to fight anyway. And I think that the reason they're fighting is because Clark doesn't approve of the way Bruce does things. He's gotten too brutal. He really has. And, you know, maybe Clark is not even like Clark isn't, hasn't looked into it for before because I mean, I'll be damned. He hasn't gotten this brutal before. He was just some nut running around in Gotham City. All of a sudden, he's branding pedophiles and, and running around with machine guns. Well, and for him, it's it, Superman is... We're, we're talking about a population of... What's the Earth up to? Like, nearly 8 billion people at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, he has the capability to worry about 8 billion people. Mm-hmm. So, it, him just now focusing on one guy, that's, that's actually pretty special. If mm-hmm. he's just worried about you, you might be on the wrong radar, dude. Mm-hmm. Unless but, you're Batman, in which case, dude carry on my wayward son probably on the right radar good call maybe you need to look into him but yeah there were there were people who you can almost hear it in the same sentence in in some occasions um just oh i don't understand like weren't they like weren't they gonna fight anyway without lex getting involved and then when the actual altercation happens going saying like well why did they fight i don't understand because superman comes and he's so friendly okay superman comes and he's so friendly and uh, that's all great but mm-hmm. by this point we have gotten like Bruce Wayne has gotten to the point in this film where every <laughs> everything he's ever held dear has been violated. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't. This this is an an untenable situation. Having this person there unchecked. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing in the long term is they they have this nice kind of bro moment where they've checked each other. Like Superman knows that he really doesn't need to ne- he doesn't need to mess with this guy. It's a human, no. it's a mortal, this guy is way below him on the spectrum, but this guy is absolutely something he needs to reckon with. Same time, yeah. Batman, the entire time, has been absolutely aware that this is a person he needs to reckon with. But they're on mm-hmm. the same page now. That's where the film gets you in general. But same time, yeah. like, Bruce shows up to this meeting, and look at the steps in it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, 
Superman shows up and he's saying, what does he say up front? Like, Bruce, I need your help or something. And he starts walking toward him. And you you see, what well, the first thing's the sonic assault, right? Yeah. I want to say, forgive our memory if we've got this offset. but I think like, it's the sonics, yeah. It's like the sonic assault. And as soon as Bruce sees it work, you see this smirk. There's a real grin on that face. Like, he realizes, mm-hmm. oh, I can get to him. This is going to work. It's not even that. It's That smirk was all according to plan. Right. Like that was like we see him earlier in the movie. Like it's like confirmation planning, like that he's no pacing steps and oh man, oh that's yeah, that, yeah. See that part absolutely is Batman. That that level of strategy. But once they uh, there there was a whole contingent of people that just once the fight happened, they were they they're yeah they were confused about why it happened. All right, so as far as why the fight finally gets to the point it gets to. Uh, Batman is so far gone that he thinks of Superman as a rabid dog that absolutely mm-hmm. needs to be put down. This is old Yeller for mm-hmm. him. And Superman is at the point where he he has like 57-ish, 56, 57 mm-hmm. minutes to save his, his uh, adopted mother, his mother, as far as he could care. Right. Um, and this and guy's the way, in the way. By the way, he's a rabid dog to Batman. <laughs> Superman's daddy taught him, you save dogs. Right? <laughs> <laughs> not rabid one that's that's what <laughs> you drown some horses but you save dogs not uh, but, but not, no, not the yeah. rabid ones i don't know <laughs> no you gotta save a rabid dog too no uh yeah no i mean yeah i, I like a cure your, for I rabies like that i know of. um but yeah like he <laughs> for batman this is this is somebody who he's dehumanized him to the point that he needs to be put down and for Superman, he shows up absolutely ready to enlist him. Uh, like, recre- like he shows up ready to start the Justice League, essentially. And mm-hmm. Batman is so I don't know, full force. He's he's the battle is you saw you saw him pace the steps. Like he he already has a plan. He wandered into right. the wrong situation. It was never up to him. Everything he said was completely moot. He absolutely mm-hmm. shows up to the wrong fucking party. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, all that goodwill, all of that, hey, bro, let's let's have a moment, absolutely useless. Yeah. And it got to that point real quick. And you, you see him on top of, I keep saying on top of the GCPD, I don't know if I've been, I don't know if that's confirmed. I'm just saying where the, the light is with the bat symbol. Right. Um, but when he, by the time you get to that, and Superman really starts punching, and you know when we get past the line of, if I wanted it, you'd be dead already, mm. uh, past that, he's just trying to take care of business, because he's got you know a mom to save. Right. Course. But all right, we we spent a lot of time there. You want to move on to the next one? Yeah, sure, 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 sure. So number five, why the guns, bats? Why the guns? Well, I didn't see him actually use firearms uh, in any place. He used a sniper rifle. Uh, a sniper rifle, it looks like, to uh, shoot a tracking device, which I was okay with. Um, yeah, I really didn't see him use guns like to kill people like at any point. Like he used like. I don't know what was that. What was that? A sonic device of some sort, or was at the end with Doomsday? Like he had some sort of a weapon. And by the way, Christian Bale had a similar thing. So shut up. Um, <laughs> he had. He, he put had the sticky explosive things with a rifleish looking thing. Uh, uh-huh. and it was very similar shots. This giant. I want to say it was Beijing. I don't know. I yeah. I don't, you know. Very like high from the air shot. Like, just because it's a gun doesn't mean it has a bullet. I mean, you know what's really useful? Things that shoot projectiles. That's really useful. In a in a straight shot at a long distance, you want a rifle. 
Right. Yeah. So yeah, like him him putting the projector on. Or, I'm sorry, the tracker on. Uh, yeah, he wanted something that shot so quickly that no one would notice it. Mm-hmm. Look to rifle, and he wanted something that shot accurately at a distance. Look to rifle. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. And that gun that everyone keeps complaining about was actually just a grappling mechanism with a uh, blunt instrument on the handle. That is my I understanding swear, of it. There are actually most of the time that they're talking about guns is that thing. You look at the Batcave, or early on in, in one of the scenes with the Batcave, you look at one of the, the panels, and there's like uh-huh. five of these guys hung up. They're, mm-hmm. all, they're all like perfect profiles of the, the grappling gun. You can mm-hmm. see it right there. I mean, obviously, he can hit somebody in the face with this thing if he wants to. It's yeah. Batman. I, I, I rest confidently on the fact that he can hit someone in the face with pretty much any damn thing he wants to. But mm-hmm. clearly, clearly, that's the shape we're talking about. And, you know, I don't understand why people are, you know, even in the Dark Knight, he had the, uh, like, Bale's Batman had the, uh, what was it, the uh, the little motorcycle thing, the Bat Pod? Right. It had machine gun turrets on the sides. Yep. Keaton's Batman Michael had Keaton's. machines. <laughs> he had machine guns and missiles that blew up on None the Batwing. None of those and looked he was just in a terrible any way shot. attenuated. Those were not he, neutered missiles. Yeah, nothing. I know. He has, like, even a thing that, like, pulls down and over, and he's, like, aiming at the Joker, like, dead center, and he's just a bad shot. I don't know what to tell you guys. I mean, why so many guns? Why the hell not? I mean, they even did the they even went out of their way during the scene with the, the chase sequence scene where he's like firing bullets at this car and blowing it up. They went out of their way to show you kind of in the background the guys getting up again. Right. I mean, every movie Batman has run around with some kind of gun. I'm sorry. I really and am. Something that uh something that came up with even that chase scene, that particular chase scene, um, we had people say like, Well, he just starts firing. No to my memory, God correct me, but to my memory, he doesn't just start firing randomly at every truck and or car that's assaulting him. I wanna say it's mostly no. SUVs or something. He's in he, there, like yeah. there's a convoy of people who are clearly carrying uh, who are clearly helping carry this uh this the, the thing he needs and part of that <laughs> convoy are firing at him like they yeah. fire first as a unit so when he starts firing at one truck or suv or whatever the hell it is i he he's kind of i didn't feel like he was in the wrong here like as a as a unit, they started firing at him. So as a particular, when he's firing back, I'm not really feeling that bad. We're also talking about the, as Zack Snyder called it, the manslaughter version. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, he didn't phrase it that way, but he used the word manslaughter. He he did. He said he prefers manslaughter over murder. Yeah, um, and that's fine. Like when when he's taking down that group of well, like two dozen guys at, toward the end of the movie when he's saving Martha. Um, he's He's got the one guy held, and, you know, the bullets are flying, and they're taking some people out, but you're not really blaming him. The guy was firing at Batman, and he just redirected the bullets to a bunch of other guys who were willing to fire at Batman. I'm sorry. I'm not feeling any sympathy for these guys. Dude, it's the same thing as, like, you know, all you guys who sit around watching Arrow, and you're like, well, he doesn't kill now, but he used to kill. Well, it looks a whole hell of a lot like he's still killing to me. Really looks like it. The only reason, yeah, he's just throwing arrows into people, and they're like, it's hitting them around where their heart would be, and they're falling over. The only reason you don't think he's killing is because he says, I don't kill anymore. And you're like, oh, okay, good. Oh, good. great. Well, good. You don't kill anymore. And then you see, you know, this Affleck Batman, you're like, he's killing everybody. If he just said, well, I'm not killing anybody, you're like, oh, okay, good. Well, it seemed <laughs> like it for a minute, but since you said you're not. It, it honest, 
honestly, uh, in I, I think of it as like a, a series of tropes that have combined in this film that if he had just put that at the end as a as a as a placekeeper almost that mm-hmm. oh yeah and I didn't kill anybody it, they did it three different times during the film they did the like oh this place is unha- uninhabited um if they had done anything <laughs> like that with the the I don't know the body count I think we're having a different conversation right now yeah and apparently showing uh, those two guys getting up from the exploding truck wasn't worth it or wasn't enough so yeah I mean you know whatever. Overall, oh, my, my argument for, like, why does he use so many guns is he doesn't use guns. He uses a device that shoots a thing in a straight line over a great distance very quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There aren't bullets involved at any point. And the, the times where there are bullets involved, it's the Batmobile. And him it's him shooting at other armored vehicles that have already shot at him. Right. I'm not really having moral qualms here. Mm-hmm. But even so, like, yeah, he's gotten more brutal. But why so many guns? The question, well, that's answered in the movie. Like, they over and over again talk about how brutal he's gotten. Alfred talks about how brutal he's gotten, how he's changed, how he didn't used to do things like this. Right. Even if you want to pop on over to the spoiler territory, go check out the Suicide Squad uh, set picks. There are, like, only a million of them that leaked that have Batman running around chasing the Joker in his car, which, by the way, same car, but without turrets. Right. No machine gun turrets on that car. You can clearly see their absence. They're not there. And Batman's not shooting that car. He's on top of Joker's car trying to pry open the, the top. So clearly this is a character development issue for Batman. Like, he hasn't always been like this. And he probably won't be like this com- quite this way again. Um, he seems to have lightened up and changed a lot of his stances by the end of this movie. So, yeah, maybe not the best no, he, way to introduce he even, the character. He openly but, does. I, it, what it, yeah. Wonder Woman says, like, uh, I'm going to paraphrase hugely, but she says, like, I left Man's World 100 years ago. It was a century full of horrors. Um, man made a, a what, how did she put it? Like, man made a world that was in a, it, it was impossible to stand together. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. But Bruce is the one who comes in and, and just retorts her and, and or rebuts her and just says, we can be... It, the message I took from her, their conversation, forgive me for all the misquotations, but the message I took from their conversation was it's Bruce telling, uh, God, I guess Diana and this guy's, that mm-hmm. no, we can be the people that show everyone that you can stand together. Mm-hmm. He's clearly come out of this. It, we did. We we saw him at the darkest before the dawn. And come on, man, it's it's the dark night. Didn't you want to see him dark for a second? Yeah, and not only that, and I I hate to layer this on, but the movie did, so I'm gonna say it. In a film, well, I mean, when you have a Man of Steel doing what they did, it makes total sense. And again, spoilers for this movie. It makes total sense that they would have Superman essentially die for. Well, Batman sins. Like, Batman is the greatest of us. He's always been the greatest of us, uh, the greatest humanity has to offer. And even he, you know, he's, couldn't Yeah, he's quite the zenith human. He needed to be redeemed by the end of this movie. That was the point. Batman Kinda, needed to be yeah. redeemed. And, and Superman he, died for he his He says sins at the end, showed like, him it, the way. you have Bruce sitting there at the funeral saying, like, all these people, you know, worshipping... I'm sorry, not worshipping. <laughs> Forgive me on that. All these people, and he's talking about, like, the the government has all these casks uh, caskets to, devoted to Superman and all that, and it's all irrelevant. Like they know where Clark Kent is actually buried, they know where the body's actually buried, and um, he actually says at some point, like I failed him in life, but I won't fail him in death. Mm-hmm. He's clearly learned 
Yeah, this clearly, is... <laughs> uh, like he's he sucked the truth and justice in American way out of this. Like he sucked it from the yeah. marrow. He's gotten it. Like I got, I call that uh, Bruce's uh, come to Cal moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next one then. Sure. Um, Superman has never called his mother Martha in the series until he's being beaten by Batman, and then uh-huh. he happens to say it. Uh huh. Well, he doesn't happen to say it. He's trying to tell him he's trying to tell batman hey you're gonna kill me i understand but martha kent needs to be saved and lex luther's he's trying to eke that out like i don't think that's a happenstance situation like he he knows enough superman's not you know dense he's not gonna he's he's not gonna think oh i should just tell him hey my ma ma kent <laughs> or you know he's gonna say martha kent um i mean at yeah. this point he's uh, got like they've been fighting for what 25 minutes and he showed up, God, five or ten minutes after it started. Like, he's got, we'll call it half an hour mm-hmm. to save Martha Kent. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to eke out as his last, like, dying plea. He doesn't really want to just say, mm, save my mom. Okay, how much damn time does Bruce Wayne have to go in <laughs> to dig into yeah. who his mom was, all that? Even if Lois shows up and says who his mom is, it's still wasted time. He's, mm-hmm. you're, and you remember, Clark slash Superman, doesn't realize that Lois is actually on her way. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, I, you can pull some bullshit on me about like, well, he could have known Lois was there because she was coming in the helicopter and just, I'm sorry, I can't deal with that. Um, mm-hmm. He can't hear every damn thing and he can't discern everything that well. So at the very least, he has no idea what's happening. All he knows is he's about to die and he's trying to convey the one damn thing he cares about at that moment. And he's trying to do it as efficiently as possible with the most chance that that person might actually get what he was saying and be able to work on it. Martha mm-hmm. says Martha, Martha Kent. It, it's at that point, at least he's got a fighting chance of, of getting his mom saved. Cause at this point he really thinks he's going to die. Yeah, absolutely. He, and he's struggling to say it. It's not, he didn't happen to say it. It wasn't just like, do it's eked out. All right, on to the next question. <laughs> feel good about that one? Just feel good Absolutely. we're done? Very related. Absolutely. Related. Uh, the, the, our moms have the same name. We're best friends now moment. Go. Oh, man. Uh, we're on number seven now for anyone keeping count. Well, look, guys, in the comic books, Batman's mom, her name is Martha. Superman's mom, her name is Martha. I thought it was a neat twist. I'm not saying that, you know, it's a reason to be, oh, look, our, our moms are named the same thing. Suddenly we're best friends. What was, I think the, the pertinent information was not that she, because he heard Martha. He was like, why are you saying that name? Why are you saying that name? Batman's very fragile about his mother. Uh, <laughs> he just is. He is. That's, and of course, that's like, putting the it lightly, damn, honestly. The, wait, what are the chances? What are the odds that they would that their mothers would share the same name in the tens of, no. tens of thousands of names. Even if we just go so, with Anglican names, it's still several thousand right names. So in a situation like this, of course, when you're about to kill someone, someone that you even yourself have been trying to convince yourself of, you're like you're trying to. Con- he's been trying to convince himself the entire movie by things that he's saying to Alfred, by things that he's saying to Superman while they're fighting. You know, you aren't, you know, you know, you, you aren't brave. Men are brave. You, you know, he says, and by the way, uh, Kevin Smith had like a weird take on that where he was trying to say, it was like, oh, you ain't a man, son, like some kind of macho thing. No, 
This has been Batman the entire time trying to convince himself that he is basically a dog. He should be put down. He's not a person, so it's okay to kill him, even though he has represented no real danger to you uh, through his own actions. Um, yeah, like Kevin Smith's been the entire take point. Was, was more about the bravado of the moment. That wasn't what it was about at all for me. I'm sorry. That wasn't what yeah. was happening. Yeah, just absolutely not at all what was happening there. Um, and then apparently when he went back to rewatch the movie, some motherfuckers started fighting. So uh-huh. I don't, I so, don't yeah. know if that's going to help uh, at all. <laughs> but importantly, though, like in the entire movie, he's been trying to convince himself that Superman is not a man. Um, but in that moment when you're about to kill someone, someone who you suspect was a man you probably shouldn't be killing anyway, at that point, he eats out your mother's name. You're going to, you're going to flip the hell out. But then you have Lois Wayne saying it's his mother's name. That's his mother. That hits bats like a ton of bricks. Like, oh shit, I would do anything to protect my mother. It really does though. It, it humanizes him. That's absolutely. I, I, I feel like we could go back and, and pick the specific points and, and pick when it happened. And there are other people saying, like, well, I, how does Lex even get involved in the, the BVS part? Like, how does the fight even involve Lex? You just missed it. I, 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 don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, Lex being involved in this, to me, instigates the fact that it's happening. And it helps. He's dehumanizing Bruce Wayne the entire time. Mm-hmm. He's making well, I mean, him think of, of this Superman character because he doesn't know he's Clark Kent. He doesn't know he has a family. He just thinks of him as an alien that's come down. It's one of those. It's one of the, the people in the oil painting that his father kept. It's mm. just one of the demons from, I guess, above that mm. have come down and brought the what hath we, what hath we wrought to the world. And for, for Bruce Wayne in particular, this is the moment where he realizes that this is just a guy who loves his mom. Yeah, and you know, look, man. I mean, out in the movie itself, like when you see Lex greet Bruce, you can see that they have a rivalry. Yeah, like the yeah. way the way Bruce says Lex when he greets him, you can tell that there's there's something he doesn't like about that kid, and you could tell that Lex is there. He just he you could tell he wants to take Bruce down. Obviously, he knows Bruce is Batman. They he says it in the movie. He knows Bruce is Batman. He's figured yeah. it out, and he would. And he's Lex for Luthor. somebody like Lex, you can buy just at a party when he's being kind of awkward. You can buy that he's just at a party being awkward. You don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to buy in yet to oh he knows he's Bruce and he's just messing with him. Right. You don't have to do that. But for right. Bruce not knowing Lex, you don't have to do that either. They're just two guys mm-hmm. in a certain stratus of the the social sphere that know mm-hmm. each other, and for all I know. They're Eskimo brothers. They've just had a couple of like instances <laughs> over a couple of girls, and that's all. That's mm-hmm. all I need. I don't but have to have a back, backstory for why they're at odds. I don't. But with the knowledge that is given, that yes, he knows who he's figured out who Bruce Wayne is. He's figured out who Superman is. Right? Doesn't that the bit where he's like, "You should not pick a fight with this person." Doesn't that have a oh, little, a lot more weight to it? It's so much more fun now. And slap like the way he slaps him on the chest. That's not you. Yeah. You don't do that to someone in real life. You don't. Like mm. I've I've known people that have done that to me in real life, and I thought, oh okay, we're not going to be friends. I, I, that's it's a very aggressive. It's an aggro trait coming mm-hmm. out of that tiny man. He damn well better know something. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, what was the question? <laughs> I think we covered it. It's pretty much. Um, the the same names, all that. Oh, the same name. Yeah. yeah. I, 
it that you look at the scenes leading up to it, look at look at everything that happens to Bruce Wayne, include the fact that Lex Luthor is absolutely manipulating him the entire time, and then mm-hmm. go back to how much he has. Uh, I'm we keep using this phrase because it's the right one. He has dehumanized Superman, and when mm-hmm. he learns. I know it's I know it's a I know it's a, a weird trigger. I know it seems like a, a kitschy thing, but the fact that his the, the fact that their moms have the same name is just it's a tiny trigger. It's a tiny catalyst that's all he needs to, to finally realize, wait a second, I'm fucking Batman and I'm trying to kill somebody. And you know what? Let's let's also like I have not heard this I've heard no one mention this scene, but it's such a pivotal scene, including us in our review. We didn't talk about it. Hit it. Um, in in as much as he's de- dehumanizing him, he's explaining to Alfred when they visit the, the they visit the burned down mansion. However, that happened. Um, one assumes with the Joker. I don't know. Um, they. I. I've, literally, I've read several reviews about like questions unanswered from Batman. Why is the Bruce Manor? Why do you care? Let them explain their story. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, very obviously a chapter in a larger story. And the critics who are going to have a problem with that are just going to have to have a problem with it. They've been hammering Marvel for the last few movies over the same issue. And quite honestly, this is what I've been asking for for years. Interconnectivity. I've wanted a big story for forever, so that just shut the hell up. tissue connection. Absolutely. Critics, um, I'm sorry. Yeah. We're not on the same page, guys. But there's a scene where Bruce is in that in the mansion with Alfred, and he's like he is dehumanizing Superman. Yes, but he's even sorrowfully telling Alfred, you know, all the time we spent in Gotham, everything I've done has meant nothing. But this this will be my legacy. Right. This is what I leave behind for mankind. I have to protect mankind from this alien. Right. He has. He's. He has consumed the kool-aid my friends oh absolutely. he is buying it hard that this is what he has to do and he very clearly isn't a fan like that's why he lashes out at alfred so so harshly when he's like you know if there's even a one percent chance like he's not saying it like oh well this is matter of fact he's saying it like like someone would if they were being defensive because they knew what they were doing is wrong yeah absolutely and to that extent the the funniest part I, one of the questions I've uh, I've heard is like, okay, so Lex Luthor wants to defeat an alien, so he makes kind of a hybrid alien and sets him upon him. Okay, mm-hmm. that's weird. <laughs> but what it really amounts to is, in the context of of what you're dealing with, Superman in MOS and Man of Steel was dealing with uh, an actually extraterrestrial threat. Mm-hmm. So. Giving him an, an, a, a completely terrestrial threat. Essentially, what he did was set him up with Batman and say, okay, mm-hmm. what if this was your adversary? Fine. But it's completely within the bounds of being Lex Luthor to set up, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna pull up this huge, like, over the years kind of arching uh, game plan. And mm-hmm. then at, at the last minute, with the best access they could have asked for, uh, finally culminating his I, I guess secondary plan yeah of course he's gonna have a backup plan and yes it's a mm-hmm. giant alien human well, hybrid it's not thing a com- yeah it's a hybrid and i imagine because there there is a, a genuine look of shock on lex's face when doomsday goes to punch him <laughs> i don't think lex was expecting that not necessarily i think he was okay with it if that's how it came out and, well, because ultimately well, no, he, he was he wanted to prove his point well, i think if yeah. this guy died for his point he was okay 
I really yeah, do. Yeah, Lex Luthor. Of course he would. But you know, I this is I a imagine. particularly crazy version of him. So yeah, he would. Yeah, oh, he'd martyr at, himself. Yeah. At this point, he's already been communing. So he was not okay before that. <laughs> call back he to was the not okay scene. before. Yeah, he was not okay before even getting access to that scout ship. So yeah, I think he would die for his point. Like if his point was, you know, look, aliens are bad. Well, I guess he wins. A giant alien like killed him, and then guess what? Lex is a martyr. Yeah, that's that's Guys, what it amounts th- to. This is this is not that hard to get. Like <laughs> these motivations are pretty flat out there in the movie. He he literally puts them out there. All right. Um, that being said, and this is one of those things where there are criticisms criticisms we can't meet, and this is one of them. And God help me mm. if since we've talked last, and by that I mean four hours ago. If you have some new take, go for it. But how is Lex Luthor's blood necessary to make Doomsday? I have no damn idea. I don't. I have I have no idea. But once again, I don't think it would. I don't think it was necessary. Maybe you know that might be a good point. It might need living DNA. They use to, the phrase uh, like catalyst. the the uh, ancient Kryptonian abominations and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they don't Something tell like you that. what the formula is. They if don't. they had said and that. It, Honestly, if they'd said the ancient Kryptonian abominations that were hybrid farms, mm-hmm. what did I add there? Four words? Um, I added about yeah. a second and a half to the film, and that might have done this? I don't know. Uh, you know, my, you know, and, you know, hey, we don't have answers for everything. No. Um, this is one of those where I, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, absolutely yeah. like, I don't know, dude. I, I, I don't. Well, Kryptonian technology, know, question mark. I will say this. Whether it was, whether it was, needed or not mm-hmm. i am certain lex would do it because lex is just that damn <laughs> egotistical he would have to have his dna involved in somehow yeah um, i agree now what i what i felt was happening was that lex and this is headcanon something we've slammed man of steel for so you know forgive me i'm gonna go for <laughs> it and no nope, something here, you slammed you know, me for having for man of steel right well we've slammed man of steel for, ha- <laughs> for causing us to have headcanon I say that because we, we, almost as a point, took an adversarial take to that movie. We did. Which was fun. Um, I was partially playing devil's advocate, but also trying to work through my own demons with the film. Uh, That was a lot of it. It was a a very therapeutic cast for you. Absolutely. Um... (laughs) For me, damn right, it was downright challenging, because I uh, I really enjoyed the film, but I was trying to answer your question. Our proclivity for jokes, though, makes us seem harsher than we are. I think, uh, in in truth, but in general, yeah, that should be part of a the, disclaimer for listening to us. Right. I think, though, um, Lex went in before he ever made Doomsday. He went into the scout ship. He said, "You know, teach me." Uh, the ship told him a whole bunch of shit, including about Kal El and Jor El. Um, and he said, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to be Jor El now, and I'm going to create my own thing to kill Superman." Mm-hmm. I think that's that's mostly what it was about. Like I think Lex wanted to play God in as much as he hated God. I, I the instinct for someone who hated the concept of God in that manner would be to play him. Because mm-hmm. someone with that ego would want to essentially correct the mistakes that he saw in him. Or he I think more accurately he sees himself as a Lucifer character. He he says if God won't kill man or man won't kill God, the devil will do it. Um, I see himself. I see him as. I think that he sees himself as a Lucifer character rebelling against Superman's God character. Um, that works too. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, 
Because obviously Lex doesn't see himself as a man. He sees himself as a god. He does. He, <laughs> Just he has level. written out the idea. Of, uh, he's written out the idea of God. So he sees himself as the pinnacle, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, or he tries on, very hard. To honestly, work. we haven't actually considered it, but um, <laughs> there's probably a part of him that envies. the. Uh, he knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne. So there's probably a huge mm. part of him that envies the fact that Bruce Wayne is is the pinnacle of physical existence and yet mm-hmm. is touching him in mental existence but Absolutely. on any on most of the charts you can find i'm sorry you, you it's it's bruce wayne and we all know how untouchable he is but there's lex luthor's he's he's a little smarter than him he just he actually is most of the time granted oh, here's 75 years worth of continuity i'm wrong on many counts but generally i feel like that's yeah. the take so now here's it's an advantage Here's an interesting possibility. The communion deleted scene, which is going to be in the ultimate cut, I hear. Thank God. Um, yeah. Who says that's the first time that he's hmm. talked with these guys? Now, there's every possibility. Yeah, he's talking with these cats when they come Actually, to Actually, the word jail. communion would indicate maybe that it was a repeating variable. Mm-hmm. Um, so what if he created, like, he knows, you know, just in case, like, he, what if he, cre- like, he knows everything, all of this stuff. What if he was told, like, maybe his reasoning for killing superman has transcended um just wanting him gone maybe his reason for killing superman from that other question that we had uh now is suddenly from like maybe he has maybe he has been humbled by other greater beings i.e the new gods who have told him you work for us now make sure he's dead i look absolutely i'm completely behind it i will give people uh the benefit of the doubt uh, as far as the critics would go on that, that that isn't displayed in the movie. So if he just mm-hmm. suddenly changes his motivations because of the words "teach me," mm-hmm. like to me, I get it. I know you get it. I I know that like the people that get the new gods and how they affected like the Luthorian concept of of all the technology that he's capable of. Mm-hmm. I get that we would get it, but in the context of just that movie with nothing else happening, I could see that being weak. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, to me, like, I'm it trying not to happening. be, I am trying not to be as harsh as I normally would be on this movie because I know that there is an extended edition that they just, they literally had to cut. They had to because that would, I think I read somewhere that it was going to be like, it was going to hack into their ability to screen the damn thing. Like, no, a seriously. It, like, you, if it had been only any longer. so many times you can. F- like actually show something in a theater with real seats. Yeah, it's a real world so, concern. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to give them a little a little uh, leeway there. I want to see the three hour version. I know there's plenty of people out there like I don't want to see it. We don't want it to be longer. Eh, right. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you ready for the next question? Anything else? Yeah. How many are left? Are, how many are just, there left? Just just I'm two just more. wondering. I'm just just I'm two just more questions. Just wondering. You ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it in Nolan-esque terms. Why so serious? (laughs) And a lot of people have referenced in particular, come on, Marvel took a lighter tone. They had a lot of success. Why didn't you just do that? Go, sir. Uh, Well, let me just say, first of all, that Marvel has run the gamut on tone. Um, Civil War, not Civil War. uh, Civil War looks like it's going to be very dark. As dark as Winter Soldier, uh, darker. As dark really. as First Avenger. Um, the the shots of it, the trailer shots of it, look like mm-hmm. 
they look close to BVS. I, I haven't seen any levity in that other than underoos. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, the, look, if they had gone more levitous, people would be claiming that they were copying Marvel as our friends Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall were doing on our Breaking the Panel segment that we did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, people keep, Marvel fanboys are going to claim that, oh, they're copying Marvel no matter what they do, which, in, you know, I'm sad. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. If you look back at the comics, most of the time Marvel was copying DC. That came around like 30 years <laughs> after. I'm so sorry. Not 30, but after. It is. Like, the Marvel age started in 1962, man. I mean, and a lot of the stuff that they were doing came along way after. Like, it's been copied. But anyway. Oh. Um, Even in the context so, of the movies, though, the, the, okay, the 20, Marvel. 20 years. 25. Let's say 20 to 25 years. But. I think it was less. Well, I, I will say. But this is a serious movie. Serious things happen. Just like mm-hmm. if a man fell from the sky, like I think what Snyder and company are doing or is actually pitching uh, an idea of like what would happen in the real world if this if an alien showed up. There wouldn't be a whole lot of room for levity in those stories, and they they are hitting it very seriously. But to be fair and to their credit, that is what has worked for Warner Brothers in DC. The things where they tried to tell jokes and be more levitous, like <clears throat> Green Lantern, mm-hmm. people shit all over and said we're awful because of the humor. Why are they taking these characters seriously? And what is the, the isn't that what the fans have been bitching about for years? The, the fans have been screaming, take my character seriously for years. Well, now they are, and you're mad. <laughs> so, I don't know what to tell you. Like, Yes, I enjoyed the hell out of the crossover with the Flash and Supergirl. Yes, it made me laugh, and yes, it was very levitous. But those villains were awful, and some of it was because, just plain bad television. I, and I just because Supergirl and the Flash loved that were episode, good, but it was what it was. And and look, man, I mean, we just talked about it in this last news episode. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that. Good news in that uh, they are are yeah, good news. They are going to do the Flash. They are going to do Cyborg and the Flash together in a movie. It sounds like, and they're saying it's going to be a different tone than BVS. Mm-hmm. BVS had to be dark. It had to be serious. Man of Steel had to be kind of dark, had to be kind of serious, with tinges of hope, which I think they achieved mm-hmm. uh, well enough, anyway. Um, I mean, and uh, Chris Terrio says it well when he says this is the darkest part of the story. This is the dawn, uh, the, it's darkest before the dawn. Mm-hmm. This is the dawn of the Justice League. The Justice League is that bright light that we're all heading toward and all hoping for and all just, uh, just guys, give it a second. Now, I mean, I understand the criticisms. I I do understand, you know, I think it's funny that David S. Goyer even wrote a draft of the script when 10 years ago he was on record as saying that Batman versus Superman is a movie that you make when you've exhausted all of other ideas. (laughs) He's on record as saying that. Screw David Goyer. I understand the criticisms, but I thought this was a good movie. This is a, this is, all the part, all the pieces are there. I'm sorry you have your expectations, but yeah, it, this movie needed to be dark. You want a Dark Knight versus a Man of Steel? You're gonna have to go dark. I'm sorry. No, and the the flip side of it for me is we've taken out one of the great equations. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the 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 wonderful fan things to do is is the Batman versus Superman thing. Well, if we just built the Justice League and then left that uninterpreted, you could draw any kind of conclusions, and that might be fun to do if you do it correctly, but it might also be deleterious. We're just taking mm-hmm. that right out. 
just taking it right out. We're putting everyone on certain grounds. We we've got terra firma that we're going to play with. Mm-hmm. We we've Absolutely. we've dealt with I it. I think it's I think it's wonderful to have one. Like, and this is one of those best case scenarios in a lot of ways, because one. You get to say, uh, you get to have your big blockbuster, your big hammy popcorn, like Batman versus Superman. Oh, that, uh, uh, some of the popcorn uh, viewers, though, were so upset by it. I know, because it wasn't what they thought it would be. It wasn't a fun ride. It was. A, it actually made them think, well, I'm sorry. And it, it took itself seriously, and it should have. Trust me, like if, if there's a casual viewer that just kind of went, oh, Batman versus Superman, and, and went to go see it, and you mm-hmm. got that, I... There are levels of of disagreement here, but it said Batman versus Superman, and I. It I, sounds like a dumb film. It sounds. Well, it, this is my problem. It sounds contrarian, outright. Mm. You you can't you can't come back for it from it going like, well, I just don't understand why it was so uh, so deep. Well, if it hadn't been so deep, it would have been a goddamn cartoon. Mm-hmm. It, and they would have had about to, that. And there were enough people who were already trying to claim that and force that on it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But you know, I think I think this is I think a lot of the critical reaction we've got uh, we've gotten from this is akin to the comments you would get on a YouTube video that was you know inappropriately named, um, <laughs> right? You know, the, you basically they basically made what this is pretty much what happened. Like, yes, you got your Batman versus Superman, you got it, it's in there. But I think a lot of people felt that you know this was a two hundred fifty million dollar version of clickbait. <laughs> maybe they're right maybe they went like i want to find out who wins i mean well look okay well, but if you just ask you about you, like jimmy olsen i might mm-hmm. say that it's a 250 million dollar troll job mm-hmm. if you just ask me about that and i think that's funny i'm sorry i i, do too. I don't know who i'm betraying there and i apologize because it's just a it's a matter of stance i'm sorry look but I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, and I did too. So I'm sorry. I love the character of Jimmy Olsen. Um, Not enough to get upset about him when he gets dead. Well, look, I mean, it kind of worked out well that they were like, oh, hey, accept him as this like hulking, beautiful man over on Supergirl. Because <laughs> that was that was like inching me into the hot water. Right. No, 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 no wait, like, no. Now accept Man him as still a CIA with, uh, who gets shot in the head. With Jenny Olsen, they were <laughs> they were asking you to accept it already. Well, they didn't actually name her. They Olsen. They didn't. They they kind of named her Jenny. It was it was brought up. It it, it, it was so brought up. Like they broached the idea. It was it was a just the tip moment. Yeah, it was a just the tip moment. Um, Since look, then, anyway. surely we have adjusted. Dude, look. One of the one of the great things about this, though, is that not only do you get your popcorn title, and that a lot of people probably were upset about, you know, but um, they've undeniably proven that Batman is worth his salt and belongs among gods in the Justice League. Am I wrong? Oh God, yeah. Because you're still gonna have like that. This movie was kind of perfect for that because you have people who like I keep. I still have people who know I do this podcast and don't listen to it, but they talk to me about it and they're like, "So how could Batman de- uh, defeat Superman?" Because I mean, he's Superman, which is my least favorite idea ever. Just like, oh well, he's Superman. That's not an <laughs> argument. That's a reiteration of a title. That is exactly what it is. It's he's the Overman. His future it's... wife gave him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um 
so yeah, I don't know. It's just I think everyone who knows anything about comics, the, those two icons coming together. Yeah, yeah, you had to you had to point that out first. Like, okay, look, how many times have we heard like, what is Superman like? Why is Superman a part of the Justice League? Why are the Justice League members even there? Like, he's Superman. He can do anything. Blah blah blah. No, he can't do anything. Jackass. Oh, I mean, he's needed. Yeah. Uh, he can do a whole hell of a lot of things, but not he can not anything. Not everything. Everyone has to have their flaws and their weaknesses. Lord, hiccups. Anyway. Apologies. On with the other question. I, I think I've adequately answered that. I don't know. Um, I would. I would. I, I, as studios are concerned, I would say you don't have to compare yourself to what Marvel's up to. Please don't. You, you, I don't want to see a, a repeat of that. Right. I, really I, it, I love the Marvel movies. I, I, I don't really, want to see a repeat of it. I love the hell out of them. And I even love that they can take different tacks and tones. Like, you can't mm-hmm. watch Daredevil and you can't watch Daredevil and tell me it feels like watching, you know, Avengers yeah. or watching mm-hmm. well, any one of those. The darkest of those possible films does not compare to Vincent D'Onofrio slamming some dude's head into a car. It, it just, it mm-hmm. none of that is on the same page. They're all going to be different no. uh, tax and tones, I'll, I'll call it. Mm-hmm. And, you know... I, there's only so many things you can actually choose from. So yeah, man, I, I just out of the major films, just out of the actual, uh, the, the, the movie format. No, no, don't. And in fact, I would tell them to go the other way with it. Don't, don't do the copycat thing, but they're on board with that. All right. Which, yeah, I don't feel like they're doing that. So yeah, no, absolutely not. All right. You want question number 10? Yeah, sure. <sighs> Has to do with the conclusion. Okay. Um, so why does everyone suddenly love Superman now? We're way beyond spoilers, obviously, if we yeah, haven't said he, that. Uh, so it's almost a joke at this point to have mentioned the it, word well, spoilers. Yeah. For well, for as much as it would have benefited Lex's agenda to die a martyr, it benefits Superman to die a martyr. I mean, he died for the world. Right? Kind of hard to argue with that. And it, it, the the argument pretty much goes, okay, so everyone was no, oh, I say everyone. So a bunch of people were on the fence about Superman. It was very polarizing. Some people thought, oh, my God, uh, this alien controlling our ethical blah, blah, blah. And it, basically, there were a lot of people. It's it's the thing Holly Hunter described. Dear God, I'm sure she had a real name in mm-hmm. the film, an actual character name, but she's Holly Finch. Hunter. Finch, yeah. thank you. Uh, Senator Finch? Can I go with Senator yep. Finch? Okay. Yep. So the thing Senator Finch kept uh, impressing upon us was he's making unilateral decisions about ethical circumstances, and she wasn't okay with that. Mm-hmm. So um, there was an entire uh, portion of the world that, A, thought that even that small step was too far, and B, yeah. there was a whole subset of people that just thought, alien, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that I don't, you know, I don't feel like I need to really elucidate their point of view. Right. Um, well, they, okay. First, okay. But then he well, dies, and suddenly everyone's all, we miss Superman. So that's the, 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 the question here, really. I think it's important to note, though, that at the end of this film, at no point does anyone say that everyone loves Superman now. Yeah, okay, he died for the Earth. So mm-hmm. you're you're going to have some conversions into the Superman way of thinking. Then you're also going to have other people, the hard cells, 
that you just have to assume they still hate Superman. They're glad he's dead. But now they're worried, like, oh no, look what this asshole brought to us. Because whatever that thing was he was fighting and killed, there's going to be more. Um, They at no point say that, like, everyone suddenly loves him. Like, at the beginning of the movie, when the world seems pretty split about Superman, they still have a Superman statue in Metropolis to the face. So clearly, like, the government's behind him to some degree um there are still people like the city is behind them to some degree or else they wouldn't have allowed a giant statue at ground zero that statue uh, in particular is kind of a weird right. pose it feels like he's kind of it's, it's an odd pose it is and they must mm-hmm. have chosen it specifically so i i i, I want to try to interpret it interpret it as specifically as i can but it it feels like he's kind of picking things up from a nothing point mm-hmm it it does. It feels like something's resting on that arm as he tries to lift it. Like that's what the motion seems to indicate to me. Mm-hmm. I, I I know that whole damn metropolis where aliens tried to crush us and some dude that you didn't know about tried to save you was was a big deal. But yeah, to me roughly. it look to me it looks like he's holding one hand up to the sky and holding one hand toward the ground as if to offer mankind a passage to the stars that's what it looks like to me like come toward the light with me that's what it seems like they're doing how's it the um they will try to follow you they will stumble and all that right like the, he's offering a hand to him a hand to humanity to follow him to the stars it actually does um, me good not to be able to remember exactly what jarl was saying because mm-hmm. when i do remember it exactly as in when i go back and watch this film i keep choking up and and become a blubbery <laughs> nonsense object because it, yeah but importantly they put that at ground zero with the names of all the fallen directly behind him. So clearly the city is pretty much on board. Oh, and um, there's a moment in the film where they they actually fight toward that object. And mm-hmm. they're, <laughs> this is one of the most straightforward scenes in this entire movie to me. There's a moment where Doomsday literally takes one of the granite pillars with the names of those who were fallen in the original Metropolis, like, Superman Zod battle. Mm-hmm. He literally takes the names of those people and breaks, like it breaks it over his head, uh, uh, back. I guess. Uh-huh. It, I, I, there's nothing subtle about that. That no, was a jarring scene. It was. It, it, yeah. I like. I I dug it, and I'm surprised it hasn't been brought up more often in people's. Like there are literally people saying that Man of Steel had no effect on this movie. Well, go Not explain true. him being beaten by the granite. A piece of granite with all of the the forgotten names on it. Okay. He's literally being beaten by the beaten dead. with it. <laughs> I I don't know what to do past that. Oh, but past that, it it's just come on, man. Like uh, part of what people had a problem with was, oh, I don't understand. Like, why does Superman? Why is why is he suddenly a good guy? Mm-hmm. Um, he he just I I don't I you can't phrase it any better. He just he just killed himself. I mean, he, he look, we can go into logistics about the final battle scene and where the spear was and Lois Lane's part and whether Wonder Woman could have come into effect and whether Batman could have come into effect. But I honestly think we, we, uh, well, I guess I was asking the questions here, so I didn't choose to go into specifics, but we could go into specifics and I think they would hold up relatively well, at least Mm -hmm. as well as any action movie you've ever actually watched. Mm -hmm. I think they would hold up at least that well. And, yeah, I don't think it was anyone's duty except his to actually take care of this. And that's fine with me. And he martyrs himself for 
I mean, for the population of like he has chosen Earth as his home, and he has the right to do so. He he's one of the, the very few people who've ever had the right to do so. So he he does that, and in doing so, he oh man, I mean, what else do you want him to do? He he pays atonement for the Metropolis battle. He God, they nuked him, and that's not one of those things that you can kind of pretend didn't happen it's a nuclear bomb like there are going to be several thousand miles worth of people who are going to have visual track of the fact that that happened Mm -hmm. everyone knows that they unleash nukes on this spectacle at this point everyone knows that they tried to nuke superman and that he came back after that and still fought for us to the death like you, you can give me scenes about he didn't have Media coverage, you can give me all that, but you don't need media coverage. You have a goddamn nuclear bomb. I think mm-hmm. we're okay here. And, you know, another another instance that I would say of, of uh, more proof that the government was pretty much in Superman's co- corner anyway uh, was when they were deciding to make, like, nobody wanted to send that nuke. Nobody. No. Like, even the president was like, God have mercy on our souls. Yeah. Like, he dude, thought it was the nobody. best of a series of terrible decisions. Nobody wanted to send that after Superman. No. Even they, like, it, the, the people in charge of making the coldest and harshest of decisions still kind of like you can hear it in the war room still kind of wanted to just trust him Mm -hmm. there's that little bit of we're gonna get here guys we're this is gonna be the justice league this is gonna be the superman you you trust eventually just just give him a second yeah but you know for as much as like i was talking on the break on breaking the panel about how you know like brand they tried to do christopher reeve it was Brandon Routh's version of Superman, and the fans wholeheartedly rejected it. They um, did hate that for Routh, but they did for that for it to be viable. You have to like our our sensibilities have changed um, in this country and in this in this in 2016. Our sensibilities are different. You have to earn being the kind of Superman that Christopher Reeve was. I yeah. Otherwise, I you're not relatable. Agree. No, I completely agree. Like, you have to have the background. I have to have dealt with this with you. I have to have, like, walked through these decisions with you. I All of that. All of that matters. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, man, I'll honestly, I'll deal with, uh, you know, take me to task for things I've said before. There's plenty of evidence of me bitching about, you know, Man of Steel. But right now, I kind of, like, it, this movie makes me like Man of Steel that much more. Like, it does. I like there is a lot to be said for as many times you know for you know uh, an opinion when you're looking at how many times WB has screwed you over in the years prior. Um, <laughs> I mean, when they seem to you know can't get it right, can't get it right, can't get it right, um, and maybe that you know comes to comes to bear on people who don't can't even recognize when they are getting it right. Um, so <laughs> yeah. far, they're getting it right. So. I don't know. It should be a kind of a big deal that I say that I'm pleased. I don't know. <laughs> I hate much and hate often. I <laughs> <laughs> deeply even. Uh, it should matter. Um, I'll put it this way: Do you, do you have final um, final thoughts on the film in any capacity? Um, and we've offered these before, so in the yeah. context of of these questions, is what I mean. I don't re- I don't recall, but it's one of those things that I've I keep kind of coming back to in my head. One of the issues, like now I know we like we do we have agreed that the the journey of that arrow, uh, not arrow, the journey of the kryptonite spear is an issue with the film. But sure. what was the what was the point of the of those of the bullets? What was your, 
I thought you had a take on the bullets at some point, like the the Lois Lane subplot. Ah, uh, okay. With the experimental right. bullets. <clears throat> I admit I'm stretching here, so I'll say that. And I bring it up because it's, it's one of those things that I've heard a lot of people complain about. Um. All right. I admit I'm stretching here, but bear with me. So Lex Luthor is not just trying to. He's not just trying to start a a fight with a country. And the mm. funny part about bullets is you can identify the country they were built in in any context. Mm-hmm. He's trying to make it atopical. So the way I understand... God, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's nuance here that I'm not getting. But the way I understand how bullets are made, <laughs> you can pretty much identify where the hell they came from in pretty much any context. Mm-hmm. So him creating an entirely new bullet that had no identification, no backdrop, no recognition... That was actually part of his plan because he wanted mm. to make it seem surreal and he wanted to make it seem alien that somebody like Superman had just dropped into the picture, had uh, killed however many people he killed. And that's actually something the film leaves up to your imagination is you just see him crash through a wall with someone that uh, was holding Lois captive. And you feel really, you know, you, you feel okay about him crashing through the wall with the Lois captive. But they don't make it clear that he is responsible for the deaths of all of those people that, uh, is it KG Beast essentially is what that narrows down to? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't make it clear that all the people that betrayed this, uh, I forget what country, but the uh, the African leader, uh, they don't make it clear that all of those people are also on Superman's uh, his death toll. You know, So mm-hmm. Lex, as far as I can tell, Again, I'm I'm interjecting here, but as far as I can tell, he was trying to separate his his people, uh, his I don't know soldiers, I guess, from any connection, and that would have meant in any context that they could have pulled out any gun with any bullet, and ballistics could have eventually proven that that was a specific bullet from a specific gun, mm-hmm. at least a type, and narrowed it down to a nation, and that would have even if it was a nation would have sullied the concept that he was trying to represent. He wanted it to be completely foreign, Mm -hmm. absolutely unidentifiable by any possible terrestrial context. He wanted it to be so clear that Superman, in all of his variations and all of his uh, unilateral, like, machinations that he was the cause of of this you know african conflict that he was the guy to blame that was all he was going for so i know those bullets are weird and absolutely you should be worried about one guy who let several of those bullets astray but (laughs) they're bullets and come on i know it's a weird thing like i i know it's kind of a um hey isn't that neat but even luthor's greatest plans stray bullet Lois Lane, come on. We've all read the source material. Lois Lane is a great journalist. She would mm-hmm. kind of notice. She would kind of take a look at the bullets. And it's it's a really cool... For me, it's a really cool like subplot. that the, the bullet actually has an effect. That mm-hmm. it's unidentifiable. That it's the one... Uh, what is his name? Is he a colonel or a general? He's up there. A general, right? I thought. General. I want to say general. He's up there. He can't identify it. He won't stand by it, but he absolutely has her back. I, I even I loved the scene where she came came forward even and just mm-hmm. gave it to him and said, you know, you know it's the right thing to identify this, essentially. That's that's she she gave everything she had on that. Yeah. To me the bullets make sense. Yeah. Make a good case for it, man. 
Gotta admit, I didn't remember that subplot well enough to actually, you know, <laughs> offer any kind of uh, <laughs> explanation on it. God, I Again, hope I, I hope I have. Saw this thing once a few weeks, a couple weeks ago. So uh, I think I'm gonna call it on this episode. Be good. Yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah, there's plenty more questions to ask, plenty more answers to be had. But mm-hmm. you know, we 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 chose a small subset to do this thing. And look, guys, we did, we, you know, we've had a lot of Batman vs. Superman episodes now. We're not going to have, like, a Batman v Superman-centric episode again until the, um, the Ultimate Edition comes out. Uh, And then, damn straight, we will. And then we totally will. And, uh, who knows, that might be the, the point where it's all open to, it's all back to criticism for us. Who knows? But, uh... If you have more questions, send them to us via social uh, media. We're on Twitter, DC on screen, Facebook, DC on screen. You can write to us at DC on screen at gmail.com. Um, and we will answer you there. And we will probably answer you publicly on that cast sometime over the summer. So um, hope you enjoyed this episode. We are DC on screen. You can find every episode at dconscreen.com. Um, we are a proud member of the Giants has team up network giantsizeteamup.com um oh i guess i should mention we are also on itunes and stitcher um and anywhere else pretty much you can find podcasts uh, really wherever casts are caught right so uh go check out our friends matt carroll and jeff randall the marvel cinematic universe podcast mcucast.com until next time guys keep some dc on your screen Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.